Yep. Oh, gosh. First, let me welcome everybody to the Tuesday edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends at Dugout Mugs. We'll tell you how you can save 30% on all their amazing merchandise momentarily. Are you nervous? See, Rosie. Yeah, I'm nervous. Are you kidding me? It's a big day. It's game six, the World Series. I'm basically playing in this game tonight. I'm basically starting pitching in this game tonight. For those of you that haven't been following along with this amazing story that has captivated not only the baseball world, but the entire sporting globe, back on March 31st, my man T. Plouffe tweeted out, Braves over Astros in six games. Here we are, game six, Braves with a 3-2 series lead. Have you heard from people, like, talking about this? Yeah, you know, it's it's making its way around. It's interesting because – I feel like I could kind of go blow it up a lot, but I don't want to because I'm just like I'm actually kind of nervous about it. It's funny really? that it's it's funny that it's here, Chris, uh, but I am nervous about it. I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird thing. You're nervous about it <laughs> a little bit. And I talked to some of my boys. I'm like, hey, like, where are you watching the game tonight? Uh, talking to Flaherty. He's like, I'm going to Houston. Oh, to go watch Freed pitch. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you could have told me. I would have went to Houston with you. Him and G Leader are flying out to Houston. I didn't even get the invite. Well, now you know how it feels. Kind of uh, sucks. I know. You're right, Chris. It feels horrible. It feels doesn't horrible. Kind of sucks. I don't feel bad for you. I was still waiting at the John Boy house for the invite at the All-Star Game party. <laughs> to see all my old friends. While they're all asking, hey, where's Rose? How's Rose? Uh, I guess he's okay. Left him back at the house. Oh, he didn't want to come? Nah, just didn't tell him about it. It's almost like the exact same situation because these guys are just like hotter and younger than me, and like I was hotter and younger than you, and it's just like it's tough. I had nothing to do with it. I could have been an old, ugly guy, and I still would have gone to the thing. Jeez. And you know what? By the way, they're taking a private jet down there too. There's no way that they're flying, you know, whatever airline carrier. Well, I heard of the airport could be private airport, could be regular airport. I'm not sure. These guys haven't made the big bucks yet. Remember that. They know they are, though. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming for all three of those guys from Harvard-Westlake. All right, let's get to it. We've got game six in Houston. It is everybody's buddy from Los Angeles, Max Freed, taking on Luis Garcia. Game three shorter starter on very short rest, just three days rest. Uh, which of these two starting pitchers will be more of a storyline, whether it's good or not so good? No matter what, it's going to be Max. I mean, Garcia is not long for the game. Although I've, we keep saying that for these Astros, like openers, if you will, and they keep going like four, four or five innings. So they're saying Luis is going one time through the order. So I mean, that's kind of throws it out the window. This is a big start for Max. Like they want him to go five, essentially, longer if he can. But five gets you to Minter, to Jackson, to Matt, six to Smith. That's the plan. So it's going to be up to Max to do it. You know, I think people will point to his game two start and say, oh, he gave up five earned runs. But, like, he he didn't get hit hard. Did not. So, you know, I think we're going to see good Max. I watched some of his interviews. I've been careful to not text him. I don't know. I feel, like, very superstitious about that. I don't want to bother guys when they're, you know, in the in the heat of the moment. So um, I watched some of his interviews to get, like, a feeling on, like, how he, you know, what he's looking like and – he seems confident. He seems ready to go, calm, cool, collected, kind of like he always is. But I'm excited to see him on the bump today. And this is this is every kid's dream as a, or every 
kid's dream growing up. You can win the World Series tonight, Max. Go do it. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I think that he is pissed off with the way he has thrown in his last two starts against the Dodgers in Game 5, against the Astros in Game 2. I think he knows that's not him. We talked about it. Basically, the last two and a half months of the season, there wasn't a better starting pitcher, so I expect him to be really, really good. Now, I'm going to throw out the name Josh Beckett. And for those of you that don't know, you probably know the name. You know, he pitched, what, 15 years or so in the show. In 2003, when he was just a 23-year-old with the then Florida Marlins, he pitched in game three, went seven and a third against the Yankees in that game. Game six, Jack McKeon brought him back on short rest in Yankee Stadium. Marlins, 3-2 series lead. Everybody is going, what the Jack? You're crazy. What are you doing? He goes, I don't care what you think I'm doing. I know I'm doing the right thing. What did Beckett do? He shoved. Five-hit shutout, 2 nothing win, World Series MVP. Marlins are celebrating. Now, do I think that's going to happen with 24-year-old Luis Garcia? No, because the game has obviously changed significantly. But you never know. I'm just saying you never know. Everybody's looking at him on short rest. Can he even give us six outs? Can he give us seven outs? Hey, man, go do your thing. Yeah, and he only threw 78 pitches, I believe. So it's not like a full hundred on his arm. I don't – I mean, look, like I said at the beginning of the question here, we don't know what's going to happen because Grinky was supposed to go one time through the order and he ended up going five, right? Right. He ended Ridiculous. up getting like seven at-bats in the game, which I loved. Yeah. Screw it. Luis Garcia might hit for himself today. We don't even know what's going on anymore, but a game six is here. I will make one prediction that Luis Garcia will not hit for himself in an American League park. I think that's a good bet. <laughs> I'll take that one and run with it. All right. Houston's bats woke up from their slumber in game five. How confident are you that that will carry over to tonight? I'm pretty confident. I mean, we've been waiting for it the entire series. Um, you know, Bregman being down there, uh, that helped them out. But I think they might switch the lineup back up now that we have the DH. We can get Jordan um, back in that role. That means McCormick's going to be in center. So, I mean, maybe he leaves Bregman down there and just says, look, it, we, we did this and it's, it's working for us. Uh, they do hit lefties well. I don't know, man. I don't expect them to get like no hit or only score a couple of runs. Like they're they're gonna they're gonna have some opportunities. How about that? I, I believe the Astros will have some runners on base. I believe there'll be some opportunities to score. But I'm also really confident in Max and that and that Braves bullpen. So I don't think it's gonna be either one. I don't think they're gonna come out and score ten runs. I don't think they're gonna get shut out. I think it's gonna be you know a good game where they have their opportunities. It's gonna be up to the Braves uh, pen and Max to, to neutralize those opportunities. They've had a lot of opportunities throughout the entire yeah. series. You know they've left a ton of guys on base. Um, so yeah, I think that first of all, I would definitely leave Bregman lower in the order. I would probably have him hitting. I'm gonna say they keep Correa in the three hole. Jordan four, Guriel five, Tucker six, and Bregman seven. I think that's the way it goes. That leaves them pretty exposed down at the bottom because McCormick is right-handed as well. Yeah, McCormick is right-handed, but Martin Maldonado got three knocks in his last game. Who knows? I mean, what else? What else are you going to do? I mean, pretty exposed in the bottom, but I mean, if if you're seven eight nine, if that's your seven eight nine, you got to live with it. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if you can sneak anybody else a lefty down there, but you can't. You're not going to put any other of those guys down the seven hole. So maybe they do do that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. And Tucker's playing way too well to drop him a step further. Guriel, we didn't even mention him, got three knocks the other night in game five. Remember, that's your American League batting champ, and he's a guy that can change it. So yeah. we'll see. I think that they're going to be okay. Uh, the thing against Freed, you mentioned, I think I, when I talked to Giolito, he said that he was tracking that that Freed was the first pitcher all year to give up four straight hits, none with an exit velocity of more than 95 miles an hour. So he had that really bad inning where Rosario threw the ball to third and nobody was covering, and they had that little ball that squibber that was hit to second and nobody could get. And, you know, hey, to, to the Astros' credit, you put it in play, good things can happen. Yeah. They had the second lowest strikeout numbers in all of baseball. That's a big thing, man. People don't think it's a huge thing, but, man, you put wood on baseball, good things can happen. Love it. Um, yeah, and he settled down after that, too. Totally. So totally. Hopefully he takes that into today. Yes, I would be shocked if he doesn't go at least five. Yeah. All right. Uh, once again, a quick reminder. We are now in November. I'm not telling you that it's too early to start your holiday shopping. In fact, it is the perfect time. And you know that we are huge fans of dugout mugs. So go out and get yours engraved in whatever you want. They got the inked up ones. They got the metal ones. We've got the wind up. We've got the bottle opener. We've got. Let's go. Our tandem knob shots. That's right. You can make that really cool sound. If you order right now and you use the code word John Boy, that's a dugoutmugs.com code word John Boy, you get 30% off all the merchandise. Plus, it's going to get to you on time. Don't play the old, I'll wait for the Black Friday sale. This is better than a Black Friday sale, and that Black Friday sale doesn't happen for several weeks. So why are you going to push up against it when you know everything is delayed? Don't do that. If you love your family, if you love your friends, you get them dugoutmugs.com. Code word John Boy. You get 30% off, and it'll be in your hands way before the holidays. You got me? Go do your thing. Continue on. Atlanta fans and Trevor Plouffe super excited because they could win their first World Series tonight in 26 years. But there's always the but. They know they lost to the Dodgers, went up 3-1 a year ago. Well, we've exercised those demons past. We were up 3-1. We lost game five. We took care of business in game six. But the tepid Atlanta fan will say, that game six was in Atlanta. This one's on the road. You know what? Brian Snicker was asked about it. Asked about facing the pressure, and he said, The pressure was getting here. We're in the World Series right now. There's no pressure. I mean, I don't know that these guys have... I've sensed any kind of pressure out of these guys internally. The only time I hear about that is in this room. Because in that room in there, I don't ever feel it. You buying him? I am, because I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. The clubhouse, either side, is full of a bunch of alpha, overconfident dudes. That's how they got there. Like, they don't – You, if you sneak into that clubhouse, the Atlantic clubhouse, you are going to hear them. All they're talking about is winning that game. There's no thoughts of losing it because that's how they're wired. These guys are ultra confident. The night shift goes out there. All they want to do is go close games out. Every single person in that clubhouse, both sides, thinks they're going to win the World Series still, and they have no doubt about it. So they're not thinking about last year. They're not, you think they're thinking about the freaking Falcons? 
They don't care about the Falcons. They're going to go take care of business in Houston. And on the flip side, Houston is so confident. They're like, we brought the series back to our city. We're going to win it in seven. It's going to be miraculous. These guys don't care about last year. They don't care about other sports leagues. They don't care about curses, none of that stuff. They're so confident in themselves, and they believe in each other. That's why they're in the World Series. I and mean, it's a big reason why, at least. Like, they aren't thinking about, excuse my language, shit, except winning the World Series. That's all they can think about is positivity, and that's, like, a huge part of the reason why they're there. And that is a uh, – that's dead on. You're right. You're right. Players don't believe in curses. They might hear about it. It doesn't factor into their decision-making, their thought process, their mentality. I am with you a thousand percent. Now, let me play the role of the Atlanta fan. Yeah, there you go. I have, I have a little bit of history in this since I am from Cleveland, Ohio. If I'm an Atlanta fan, I'm nervous. It was all set up uh, for us to, to win this thing. I remember five years ago the, when the Tribe had a chance to close it out in game five in Chicago. All my friends at the network were like, dude, it's great. You want to close it out at home. Don't, I was like, no, I want to win. I, I don't care where it is, Chicago, Cleveland, I want to win. Now we get back and the pitching is lined up. The difference here, Atlanta's pitching is all lined up. You've got your ace, Max Freed, on the mound. And if that doesn't work out, you got your guy, Ion Anderson. Mm. Okay? It is okay to believe in the curses if you're the Atlanta fan and and – and the deep dive into this whole thing, you mentioned the Atlanta Falcons blowing the 28-3 to lead. Do you know where that Super Bowl was played? The, one, it wasn't Atlanta, guess. right? No, the, the game wasn't in Atlanta. I don't know. Where's the game being played tonight? Houston. It was played in Houston. Really? Yeah. The Super Bowl was played in Houston that year. You don't think that that factors into a mind fuck for the Atlanta fans? It does. Well, for for the fans, for sure. The fans are sweating. They're going to have no fingernails at the end of this game. Man. Like, yes. get it. And, and all I'm saying is I sympathize with them. I understand where this is coming from. I, I get it. I am with you. I'm feeling your pain. But just think how much better it's all going to feel if it goes your way tonight. Two things on this. All those guys, when they think about Falcons, Patriots, they don't they – don't equate themselves to the Falcons part of that. They all think they're Tom Brady. Every single player in there thinks they're Tom Brady in that scenario. They don't think about the person that loses. And number two, for the Atlanta sports fan, your curse means nothing to me. I am here to break it. I am here to break it. Tonight, we will break the curse together. I like that. I like that. Let's step away from the World Series just for a second because the Padres made it official, uh, giving Bo Mel a deal. He's getting $4 million bucks a year, which is a pretty good chunk of change to help turn around a Padres team that we thought was going to be in it all year. Uh, in fact, on August 10th, they were 18 games over 500. They went 12 and 34 the rest of the way and finished, I believe, 28 games back of the division-winning San Francisco Giants. Will one manager turn it around? Is that enough? No, it's not. It's not enough. They have a really good team, so it's not like they can't go out and win games next year. They also, I think, the biggest piece for me is they get Clevenger back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's another, you know, ace-caliber starting pitcher. I think that's going to help the most. And then just another year of playing together. Cronenworth is going to be, you know, you know, got more reps under his belt. I think they're going to have to figure out a situation 
out there with Myers and Hosmer, what they're going to have to do with those guys, um, you know, because they're making some money and they're not producing enough. So we'll see what they do there. But I think that Bowman is going to help a lot. So I think it's just kind of a fresh set of eyes on the roster. And um, I think more than anything, it's just going to be the another year. Clevenger obviously is very important, but another year yeah. playing together and tasting that defeat. You know, like I just said about, the Braves and, and, and the Astros, like these are very confident individuals and they don't like to lose. So every single person in San Diego that's in that organization is thinking about how it felt those last two months. And like they're in the gym, they're working, thinking about how can I get better so we don't have that happen. Hey, the beginning part of the season was awesome. Let's do that for the whole season. They're going to be motivated. Bowmill's going to know what to do with that motivation. I think he'll be a big part of it, but I think there's other stuff that's going to help out as well. It's really interesting. Right before this show, I did a radio interview in San Diego, and they told me everybody kind of greeted Bo Mel joining the team with a yawn. I was like, a yawn? I said, are you kidding me? I said, then people aren't paying attention to what's going on in the American League up there and with Oakland. I said, this is a guy who in his managerial career between Arizona and now Oakland has made it to the playoffs seven times, and you guys have made it six times in your 53 years of existence. Like, come on. This is a dude who, if you were to have a managerial fantasy draft and line up all 30 managers that are, well, 29, since the Mets are still screwing that shit up, all 29 managers, he's going top five easy. With all that being said, is he going to be the reason that Fernando Tatis doesn't get injured? Is he going to be the main reason that the Padres pitching staff doesn't curl up in the fetal position like it did at times last year? No, he's going to help. He's not going to make up to be the main reason. He's not going to be the biggest reason that they make up 28 games. I still think it's incumbent on A.J. Preller to change the, the chemistry in this clubhouse. I don't know what happened here, but they need to do a deep dive and figure out why the hell it went so wrong after it was going so right. It's not just the injuries. That ain't it. A lot of teams were banged up, including the Dodgers, who won 106 games during the year, including the Atlanta Braves, who were playing for the World Series tonight. So don't give me that shit. It's not just injuries. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing he can help with. He can't go hit. He can't go pitch. He can't, you know, make the guys not be injured. But he can keep that clubhouse rocking. You know, he knows how to motivate guys. He's a very good communicator, which I think they really need. I'm gonna, I, keep, I keep going back to ego with these athletes. Most of these guys, they want their ego stroked just a little bit. Call them in the office. Talk to them. Say, this is what we're thinking. That goes – that levels you up. Uh-huh. So Bowmel is one of the best that that's what he'll help out with in that organization. These guys, he knows when to stroke the ego. He knows when to kick you in your ass. Like he, he understands that that's, that's why he's going to be really, really good for the team. And I don't know who is yawning at that hire. Like, who are you going to go after? Who do you want? I don't know. I don't don't know what they wanted. I have no idea. So from Chris, from going from, and no real offense to these guys, but green to tingler, like, Bowmel is on the 95th floor, baby. Like, he's right. not even close. I'm with you. I'm with you a thousand percent. I think it's a great move, and I do think that it closes the gap. But I do think that they need to take a serious look at why it went wrong. It's not as simple as just Jace Tingler. That's, that could have been a monumental part of the problem. But there's got to be something else going on there. And I don't leave, know what it is. Leave Tatis a shortstop. Make him, make him just make him better. Okay. It's a thought. Yeah. I don't know if it'll make it healthier, but whatever. All right, uh, last one here. 
Does your tweet come true? I don't know. <laughs> I really hope it does, Chris. I really hope it does. Um, I'm rooting for my boy Max, first and foremost. More than my tweet and my internet clout that I'm going to get for it since I didn't place any money on it. I'm rooting for my boy Max to go out there and have a good start. He, I know how hard he's worked. Uh, I know how much it'll mean to him. I also know how much it's going to motivate Jack and Lucas if they see their good buddy win a World Series. So I'm excited about that aspect of it. But I have a good feeling. I have okay. a good feeling that the series ends tonight. I think what's going to happen, I'm going to give you a preview in my mind. Since I already did kind of see this happen in the future, since we're living in a metaverse anyway, um, I think the Braves come out and score early. And I think the Astros fight back a little bit, have some opportunities, but I think in the end the bullpen shows up again for the Braves. Uh, Matt's can get some big outs, and we see Will Smith close it down. Okay. So Braves in six, it's going to happen. I think Max Fried pitches really, really well tonight. <clears throat> and at the beginning of the series, I said Houston in seven. So I think we'll be doing a show tomorrow, previewing game seven. However, if you are right, and if Max Fried lights up the world and the Braves get enough knocks off of Houston pitching and celebrates their first title in 26 years, Colby Max in the chat says, Plouffe needs to get a ring if you are indeed right with your prediction. I I'm that, in. I think that could be done. And then Jordan said that uh, Trev getting this tweet tattooed if it happens. Am I getting my tweet tattooed? It's not no. a bad idea. I, I have two tattoos. I hate both of them. I'll never get another tattoo in my life. Oh. Don't, well, hey, young kids out there, don't be getting tattoos, man. They're not worth it. I know. My, uh, my oldest son, who just turned 21 yesterday, he always wanted to get a tattoo. I said, listen, you got a couple of rules. One of them is you, when you have to wait till you're 18 and done with high school, and uh, you'll pay for it. And like two days after he graduated, all his buddies were over one night. I was like, what's going on? Where are you guys going? And they all got quiet on me. He's like, uh, tat it up, baby. Yep. So seven tattoos later, this is where we are. That's when I got my tattoos. I was 19 or 20 or something. Yeah. Yeah. No ink on this body. <laughs> just just straight up shredded that's what you yeah that too. that's right got another workout with my mean trainer today hey right, e um, either way we're back tomorrow right what's that either way we're back tomorrow yeah we're back tomorrow we're either recounting the 2021 season going over it or previewing game seven what do you have coming up on john boy no talking baseball today we previewed the episode we previewed yesterday or today's game yesterday so if you want to hear us talk about it, we had a really good show. I think it's, I think it's Jimmy's last show of the season. Okay. For for like a couple of weeks, three weeks. So awesome. it'll be just Jake and I going on uh, forward here. I got a sequence coming out today about uh, Bregman's adjustment that he made, and how he hit that double in Game Five. So we got some stuff coming out. What about you? Uh, latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Trevor May of the New York Mets. A really fun one. Uh, he's got some really good stuff that he's been doing. A lot of streaming, talking about that. He gives us the clip that we put out today I thought was really, really good. Uh, he talked about all the bullpen usage that's going on. I said, how the heck are these guys even like able to lift their arms? And he talks about the struggle that is going through and where those guys are mentally right now um, and how they are getting out there. We talk about the Mets situation, which has been kind of a cluster 
uh, on the managerial front, on the front office front, how much he's paying attention to that. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff with, with Trevor May, who's really interesting, dude. We know that. I, I love I love T-Met. I should call him T2 because I'm T1. He's T2. Yeah. You write about the bullpen, all those guys, man, they've been swallowing so many anti-inflammatories. Like They need to take a break. Their liver be hurting. Yeah, it's rough. All right, dude. Uh, enjoy the day. I'll be uh, I'll be rooting for you. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Love Everybody you. enjoy Game Six of the World Series. We are back here again Wednesday morning, eleven a.m. Eastern, eight a.m. Pacific. Either crowning a champ or getting ready for the last baseball game of the twenty twenty one season. Either way, I cannot wait. Best of luck to your favorite team out there, your favorite players. Yeah, bud. Me and you tonight. What's up? We watching the game? I'll text you. Yeah, I'm sure that's what'll happen. <laughs> All right, brother. Love you, man. Hey, see you too.